Find yourself in the Beachview area of Pittsburgh? Check out the official pizza of this show, Slice on Broadway, sharing an abnormal obsession with pizza we can relate to. Check them out at SliceOnBroadway.com and tell them this show sent you. Hey guys, it's time to get geeky, get nerdy. It's the awesome cast from Pittsburgh, PA in the Mayhem Studios. I'm Mike Sorg, at Sorgatron on the Twitter. MikeSorg.com gets you all the places where I'm at. AwesomeCast.net with me uh, back in his home studio. No, studio? I don't know. You got a couch back there, it looks like. I mean, you got a lot going on. Yeah, that's for when I need to. That's my thinking spot when I'm. And that's also my junk storage spot when I dump out Sometimes bag. I think on top of my junk storage. <laughs> Sometimes I just cover myself in my junk storage, and it gives me good thoughts. Um, <laughs> Sean Chichilla is joining us at Chill on the Twitter. If you want to talk to him about his junk storage uh, uh, schemes, uh, he's over there. It's, it's not a pyramid scheme. It's not a pyramid scheme. It's a junk scheme. Um, I've been doing kind of those videos. Um, anyways, uh, that's a whole other thing. Uh, hey, it's it's the Awesome Cast 223. Uh, we're here live every Tuesday at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Time at live.sorgatronmedia.com. We got a few people in there. That I'm sure we'll correct all of our ales or, or complain about how much we're talking about Apple. Um, but no, we got something for them, too, this this week. Uh, we're also on Twitter at AwesomeCast. We're our AwesomeCast on the Google Plus and the Facebook. You can follow us or like us there. And uh, like I said, all everything, all our all our stuff and links to where you can subscribe to us is at AwesomeCast.net. Email us at AwesomeCast.SorgatronMedia.com. And you can, again, subscribe to us, like us. Please comment. Share it with your friends. iTunes, YouTube, Stitcher, Spreaker, and iHeartRadio. Uh, so with that, we'd like to start with our awesome thing of the week. Let me do mine, Chilla, because yours, I think, is going to be most of the show. Um, <laughs> now, we mentioned last week, I talked about the Verizon Innovation event, right, Chilla? Um, you know, pretty cool thing that they're doing there. It's kind of an incubator of new technology. They help certain technologies get out into the market. They're going to be pretty much turning their stuff into an Apple store. It's going to be great for Verizon, right? Um, they had little gift bags for us little bloggers, so full disclosure there. I got this as a freebie. Um, <laughs> and people are yelling in the chat room already. Uh, but no, I got this little speaker. It's a Bluetooth speaker. Um, I don't know if I've talked about... I have a 10-year-old vehicle, and it doesn't have any sort of input. And I've kind of given up on the uh, radio receivers. Uh, they've just It's just too much to deal with when I just want to get in the car hit play on my phone, maybe click something that it starts working on my radio and, and go right. Mm-hmm. Um, well, this is the, what I had to pull it up here. This is the ultimate ears mini boom. If you guys can see it here on the video. Uh, so I, I did, uh, Verizon was very nice to leave the price tag on. <laughs> so okay. it was kind of like, Oh, cool guy speaker or whatever you know it's probably a crappy speaker i don't know probably really tinny and stuff you know um then i looked at it i was like hey that's 99 dollars um so i was like okay let's let's see what we can do with this so first thing uh like i say in my car i've been using um we got this little speaker guy uh a south park figure stan 
has been accompanying me in my car. And he just, you know, headphone jack into him, and he's a little bit of a bigger speaker, and I stick him in a cup holder so it resonates out a little bit. And that's how I listen to my podcasts as I travel to 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 my workplaces, right? Um, mm-hmm. So this guy came along. It's a Bluetooth speaker. It's not very big at all. There it is. It's hiding my head a little bit, you know, um, for you guys on, on, on audio. Um, it's, jeez. It's uh, about the width and size of my mouse, I guess. Uh, it, looks like, it, look, it would look like if you stacked five phones on top of each other. Okay, I can see that. Okay, I can see that. Sure. That, that, to me, that's about the size. For, so, for you audio people out there. Yeah. So, so um, it, like I said, it's a Bluetooth speaker. Uh, you, you have to... Uh, uh, to stick it to your device, you actually have to get their app, which is buried somewhere on my phone. Like, I don't think you have to go back and do anything again with it. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. Um, so, but but you do need to do that so you can get kind of the settings on it and everything. And, and there's there's a couple of things that looks like you can tinker with uh, when you get that software in there. Uh, but you really just kind of click it on. It, it's got on the back. You got your power. It actually does have a headphone jack. So I'm not sure if that's an in or out. So what can I just plug this right into something? And it's not Bluetooth. What's that? It's not. Yeah, it's not Bluetooth. It's not, and then I have a speaker. Yeah, most most of the speakers like Jambox or JBL or, or what's the Motorola? I think has one. Most of those do have the the pass through for mm-hmm. for non because for the longest time, right? The Bluetooth they did you could do Bluetooth audio, but it was like one channel put together. It wasn't left and right. Um, and it wasn't until they had like the A2DP and, and multi-home device that made it a lot easier to to actually link to those types of devices that the pass-through just made a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. It's uh, but it's pretty easy once you get everything synced up and get that figured out. You click it on, you get a little chime. Oh, record okay, and then uh, give it a second and it pops on to. You hear that little chime, and it's on my phone, and I already have uh, Pandora on, ready to play, and it's a filling audio. Mm-hmm. Like you're saying, like this sounds pretty good. We'll put a oasis away so YouTube doesn't pull us anymore. Um, and, you know, a little light on the back, like so you you charge it. Now this I have never noticed before when I uh, when I uh, uh, Bluetooth this, it actually has a battery indicator. By the Bluetooth. Yeah, most of the newer devices will feed back their their battery. Mm-hmm. Like I have, a, I have a couple Bluetooth headsets that do that as well. So uh, it actually comes in very handy. The only thing is, is no one. You have to know obviously the, what the total hour of battery life your device is, because if your device gets an average of let's just say ten hours, well fifty percent, you have five hours left. If your device gets three hours, well you have an hour and a half left. Mm-hmm. So it can get kind of confusing with the battery bar. I wish there was a way, and, and I think Jawbone does a really nice job of it. If you tap the headset, it'll actually say X amount of hours remaining. Now, and also, it seems to last pretty well, at least when it's not being used. Um, this was, it must go on standby or something, because this was left on, and I probably haven't been in the car since uh, Friday. And uh, yeah, it's kicked on. It's playing fine here. I don't think I have plugged it in in there. So, um, 
go to the chime when it, when it shuts off let you know so i like it gives you enough and, and there's also on the top like there are there's a bluetooth button so you can do you know your sync action i think it is or at least like looking for it you know uh mm-hmm. and you have a giant you know plus and minus for volume uh so it's nice like if you have this and you just kind of pop it like i want to what i want to do is just like strap this to my ceiling you know like in the middle of the car so it kind of fills the entire mm-hmm. car but but typically it's like I get in the car, I put my phone on the holder, plug it into the power, uh, kick this on, start, you know, say, you know, hey, Siri, open Pandora. Uh, and it does it, in, you know, by the time I've kicked this on, it's starting to play and I'm ready to go. So um, so so kind of nice as an alternative, you know, and again, I'm like tossing in the seat beside me and it just mm-hmm. kind of fills the car with sound. Um, do, you, do you have an area in your dash? Maybe you could put it in. You know, I, I have like a little compartment kind of like under the radio. I should just take out the radio because it's not being used. Oh, there you go. <laughs> it's like speaker right here. Um, yeah, it would be nice. I, I wonder, maybe this is a feature if I if I dived into it. Maybe there's something else that does this. What Can I get like multiple ones of these, you know, like and just do it that way? I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's like some kind no, of... No, I guess that's Sonos's game sonos does that kind of thing yeah where you can link them all together i don't think most most other other companies don't offer that that cool Mm -hmm. get one and then get another one later and you can can join them together and things of that nature awesome so uh if you if you want to find out more about this again it looked like the retail for about 99 dollars uh it's the ultimate ears mini boom uh, you can actually uh, take a look at it over at ultimateears.com. We'll have a link over at awesomecast.net if you're interested in this. Uh, we'll have an Amazon link, uh, so hopefully if you do want to get one, uh, you can help out the show while you're at it, too. And while you're at it, there's also a bunch of other links of stuff that we've recommended in the past uh, as awesome things of the week. A lot of gadgets Chill has brought, brought on. The, the battery pack that I took with me uh, to the mosh pit in uh, at the Gathering of the Juggalos is on there as well. I actually did have a recommendation for that. Like Somebody, somebody was asking asking me about uh any kind of batteries uh just a little bit ago um so uh <laughs> my pro- what's, what's that what's the charge port on that is it standard mini oh yeah it's a USB? it is a mini on there so like like same thing that's on same thing that's on my nexus tablet so okay um my brother is in the chat room he says he sold one of these to someone who wanted a speaker for his bicycle we tested it out after purchase, and it sounded great. It is pretty awesome. So there you go. Um, and he works over at uh, in electronics at a Walmart. So um, so I apparently get one over there as well. So um, awesome. So now, what do you got, Shilla? Uh, something googly. So so I have a laundry list. You do. I'm just going to generalize my awesome thing of the week with one word: Google. I know Chachi has already left the chat room because he probably figures that we're now going to switch to the Apple show. Today it's going to be the Google show because Google in the last week has done nothing but release update after update after device after OS update after connected device update. Um, to, to give a quick brief overview, uh, last week we talked about Inbox, which is open for invite only right now. Um, this week we have seen so far, and it's only Tuesday, um, Lollipop, a new calendar update, a new Gmail app, um, the Nexus player that they released, a, a tablet, the nine inch tablet that they released, 
Samsung has a pretty cool looking phone coming out. And today they talked about a Nest update. Wow. So getting back to the beginning in Lollipop, and, and I included a, a link from, from Engadgenet on, on, the, on the show notes because I thought, I, I read, I was trying to find as much information as I could. Because I didn't, I, I didn't know anyone that was running kind of like a, a rooted version or a preview release or anything of that nature. Um, I thought they did the best job of completely overviewing everything um, that was in Lollipop and Android 5.0, um, as well as what I've seen. Because Android is actually getting a little heavier on the animation side. Mm-hmm. Most sites that you're seeing reviewing this are actually using like animated GIFs to show a lot of the different pieces, especially when it comes to um, material design and the user, a lot of the user interface. Um, so, so because of the animations, a lot of a lot of different um, tech news sites are are hitting us up with with to show us the animations. Um, obviously, being said, material design. Um, is Google's new way of of conveying motion and and layering in the in their UI. It also helps create a consistent UI across all device interfaces. So when you go from fo- smaller phone to larger tablet to browser on a on a, a laptop or even a desktop screen, that it keeps that consistent user interface. Um, they do that. It, it is rather flat. But they do continue the card idea, um, as well as using uh, some minor shading and layering um, to kind of create, I don't want to say a 3D effect, but to help distinguish the areas that you may want to tap on or or the active area of a screen. Um, Looking at the UI, I didn't notice any huge huge changes with the UI, except for one thing that stuck out to me. Um, they have moved to PlayStation buttons, I guess. Um, <laughs> okay. when you, when you're, if you're familiar with Android on your Nexus tablet or on any of your Android devices today, usually you have those three soft buttons at the bottom of most screens that have like oh. the arrow that kind of goes backwards. Yeah. Um, that kind of loops around backwards. You have the little house. It looks like a, a Monopoly house piece from the old wooden days of Monopoly. Um, and then you have two squares kind of overlaid on each other to kind of get you into like the apps that are running switch around type thing. They can't tell um, you what's going to happen though to me, you know? Like one's yeah. the home button and one's like the, you know, kind of reflects what's going to happen because it's the, um, uh, the the two squares like pops up. Here's all my apps. Okay, I only have one app open apparently. Um, but, but yeah, I'm seeing this because I'm looking. At, I'm looking at this one screen. And yeah, it's it's just like here's a triangle that's kind of pointing back. Here's a circle. Here's a square. Uh, yep. Figure it out. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe it's like uh, Hollywood squares. I feel like that's square. not good for know. new users at all. Yeah, yeah. I thought this. I. To a new user, maybe it wouldn't be as big of a deal because you're learning fresh. Um, or maybe it will be a big deal. Um, for existing, I thought existing users would have, maybe just because where they're placed, it's the same placement. Mm-hmm. I, I just thought it was interesting. I, I, I do, don't get me wrong, it does remind me of a PlayStation controller. I do like it. 
um, I just thought it was an interesting way. That would not be the first thing that I would have picked to, to, to redesign was the main major navigation buttons. But, but like I said, I do like them. Um, the notifications are, are kind of, or I think they call it overview. Um, they're, they're kind of gives you an overlay and kind of grays out the back of the screen. Whereas some of the devices primarily that I've seen, it's just a, it's just a drop down that comes down. Um, they do have kind of their, their, uh, what do they call it? I don't see it in here where, where you can kind of turn on Bluetooth, turn on or off Bluetooth. Like the toggle buttons. And things of that nature that to me, that looks a lot cleaner. And they also put um, wording below it that help explain what it is. Um, Gmail's redo mimicking a lot of like that Google Plus look, I thought looked great. Um, they did a lot with their setup procedures for adding accounts. And this is and the actual app for Android, right? What's that? This is the actual Gmail app for Android, right? Yeah, correct. Um, looking and, and when you set up, you can now, the, the Gmail app for Android now doesn't just allow you to add Gmail accounts. It actually allows you to add Yahoo and Exchange and, and other email companies or cloud-hosted email. So also, if you, you have the ability to active sync in your enterprise, um, and in our Microsoft shop, same type of thing. Um, looking through, what else did they talk about? Um, they do have kind of a of a priority session, and where you can kind of, I don't I don't know what it's actually called. Do not disturb on iOS. Um, they kind of have a do not disturb feature, where you can kind of set it for an hour or indefinitely. Um, you can set it for different times on different days. Um, they do have some performance enhancements where they you can run enhanced Google services where it has full hot word and interaction um, capabilities or basic Google recognition where it's simple speech to text, um, things of that nature. I thought that was pretty cool. Um, so they seem to be kind of allowing you with a battery saver mode, which was great. Um, security, they, they kind of... Their big thing this time is they're they're re revamping their security model, uh, smart lock, which allows you to use a Bluetooth device um, to lock or unlock the device. Uh, it's the first time in a while I think we've seen since uh, I think it was Honeycomb, a later version of Honeycomb that trusted face where it actually uses your your face to unlock the device. Um, for photographers, they added. Uh, default raw image support. Um, they also, one of the things that I hear a lot of Samsung users brag about is the audio support their device has with their USB um, peripherals. So they actually added a lot of that USB audio support into the devices to support microphones, speakers, preamps, mixers, etc. A lot of that, like I said, wasn't natively built into KitKat, but a lot of the, the third parties added that in later. Um, there is a hidden Flappy Bird clone. <laughs> nice. <laughs> it's their Easter egg with with the lollipops, and you. I think it's like a little Android guy kind of hop through in there. Um, the one thing that I didn't see this talk about was the um, encryption by default or in, uh, encryption at rest. 
I'm interested to see how that, what effect that has on devices. Um, they also kind of expanded their multi-user capabilities, not just on the tablet, but to the phones. Um, it's interesting because you can create multiple users on the device, log yourself out, log someone else in. That user can have separate apps. They can have the same app, but it's in a different user. I think it, I think it creates a really nice effect if you have a shared tablet, especially at home. Um, so I'm excited to see this. I've actually been taking my Nexus 7 and um, pretty much every hour tapping check now. Uh, <laughs> they, they claimed, so it, so it launched on the, the, the Nexus 9-inch tablet. Um, oh, 719, my system's still off the date, drat. Um, but it did launch on the new tablet that, it, that uh, shipped yesterday. And then it's supposed to be rolling out to the Nexus line relatively soon. So I'm definitely excited for that. Um, keeping in the in the Google world, there's a new calendar and new Gmail app, as I've said. The Gmail app isn't tied to Lollipop, so people today can get the Gmail app and they update the calendar. Calendar kind of reminds me of a more owish calendar. It reminds me definitely of Google now. Um, when you look at especially like the day, the day view. Um, it kind of uses that card theory. I thought that was it was it was pretty darn cool looking. It looks a lot like inbox to me. Yeah. Well, and the, the other thing that I, I heard rumblings of was the web was getting revamped. So I'm guessing everybody everything's gonna kind of go to inbox. Some of that and needs inbox. it. That that calendar. Oof. I, I've actually swapped to uh Sunrise instead of the calendar. Um well, I mean I'm using I mean Google Calendar is where everything's stored, but Sunrise mm-hmm. is kind of my front end for it um and it also brings in all the facebook stuff uh when i get invites so like that all kind of gets managed in one place so it's kind of nice um but mostly just because i needed just a better front end for dealing with the calendar than the way like especially because i never really had a calendar management on my laptop Mm. so i snagged that put on my laptop it works on the android works on the phone and everything kind of just makes more sense. Um, and it's nice cause, uh, I do my invites through it. It attaches everybody. So when I pull up on sunrise here, it'll, it'll say, you know, Oh, Hey, you know, such and such is going and I'll see a face of somebody. So it's a nice at a glance kind of thing going on. Um, is it, you, you were saying it works on Android. It works on your, your iPhone. Mm-hmm. Is there a Mac client or how does that work? There is a Mac client. There, There is a Mac client. It is in the, uh, I don't have my Mac set up to, to display here, uh, but I believe it is in the app store. So cool. I'll have to check that out. That sounds like a nice So app. it's called Sunrise if you want to check it out. Uh, but it, like I said, it interfaces pretty well with, with Google Calendar. I brought in all my calendars. Uh, no no big problem there. Uh, so they, just so you know, they are working on this calendar for iOS as well. So it'll be interesting to see how this plays out. Yeah, it, it, you know, if if there's a nice, you know, Google Calendar that 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 works that plays ball on both both devices, I'm in. You know, I, I have no problem with that. I'm not, uh, but Sunrise has been a nice spot so far. Um, it's a gorgeous calendar app made for Google Calendar, designed with love. Hmm, it's free, so why not? Uh, yeah, why not? Check it out. I'll, I'll definitely try that out. Um, some of the other things that, that Google had in the, in the first two days of the week, um, launch of the Nexus player, um, 
It's getting the typical. You mean the Nexus game console? I well, and it's interesting too because so again, I was there. There didn't seem to be a ton of articles on this product, so again, (laughs) I went back to the face. There's all these pictures. There's all these pictures of it, and it's all just like different configurations of the player. I was surprised. Like they seemed very upset with the fact that it didn't have an Ethernet port. I'm like, who wants? I mean, look at the it's 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 a little it's a little bit bigger than a hockey puck. I mean, I want this. I don't don't want to have to run 18 wires to it. I'd rather have some double-sided tape and let me stick it to the back of the TV. It's got power, USB, and HDMI. I think it's all Mm -hmm. the cords you need. I mean, yeah, anything like that. You're not running a cord for this. Is something you're hiding somewhere. Um, The, The thing that I liked is is that it has the the voice search built into the remote. Nice. Which I think is pretty darn impressive. They did say the remote felt a little chintzy, I think was the word that he used. Um, I'm actually interested in this device. Um, as, as we spoke in the past, about, I, I want something with an interface where I don't necessarily always have to have a phone necessarily to interface with it to then cast. Um, the 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 gamepad is I think extra. It is. Yeah, it's like forty bucks. Forty bucks. So I and uh, supposedly I guess the so the Fire Stick's kind of the same way. Like I can get a, a controller for that too, right? Yes, and but you'll be have a limited number. Yeah, it's not going to be like the crazy awesome games that 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 you have on the the actual Fire TV. So we and this device is coming. I think shipping with a quad core processor. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's, there's, I mean, it's 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 not your thirty-five dollar dongle, man. You know, there's just going to be a oh, let's just turn into a game emulator. Yeah, that'd so, be nice too. But actually, we got a story well, about that later. That's actually what I did with one of my Android tablets. Really? I, yeah, I, I got a bunch of game emulators for it. It runs them pretty well. You know what? I, you, we have you, we have these two iPads. Maybe I should just just go ahead and jailbreak the one toss a bunch of emulators on it and just be like this is what this thing does because it's plenty well, of power to do x well yeah because because i'm i'm also you can at least on the android device you can hook up a wiimote mm-hmm. so i'm using a wii room a wiimote to to play old school turbo Kravik 16 games nice so yeah the the thing that I liked, and the, and the one thing that was brought up, and I don't know if it was necessarily in this this article, but the Nexus player will has a lot more codec support than the Fire hardware, whether it be the stick or the Fire TV, which to me is bigger a bigger deal for me because I have an audio collection that I've been maintaining for I don't know these literally twenty years probably now. Mm-hmm. Um, as well as a rather large video collection that's spread into multiple formats. Um, so having ways of playing older formats increases the, the media library that I can play on on a device. So I don't know. I'm, I'm really thinking about this. It's, it's at that $100 price point where I feel like if it's if, – if, if I – end up throwing it on a TV in a random room for when people are over, it could even serve a purpose there. The one thing that did surprise me is that apps have to be written or updated to be compatible with this device. 
um, for UI purposes. And things like HBO to go do not work yet. That's... You still have you still have to cast them from another device. That's weird. which is the one thing that's keeping me from this device. Wow. And and and, um, and uh, HBO has been kind of notoriously slow for these kinds of things. Still don't have it on my Xbox One. Mm-hmm. Still sad. Like I'm I'm waiting for like why isn't WWE Network on Chromecast? You know, like it, it, it seems like a no brainer. It's like, here's all the all these hell at, at this point, because there is like the Chromecast or Google Cast, I guess they're calling it now, um, is available on so many. Like, I think you can do that on on Roku now. Is that right? Yes, I think you can. They're saying radio, RDO, Spotify and HBO to go are, are major ones missing. Mm-hmm. And I can't imagine they're going to leave those off for very long. Yeah. Yeah, and they do have things like Netflix. Obviously, they have all the Google platforms. Um, songs is there, YouTube. I mean, it to me, it just with, that with, and with the voice search to me makes it a no brainer. Um, I'm interested to see what the Plex integration is like, which is what I'm thinking. I may move a portion of my movie library to. Okay. Okay. What else do I have on the on the Google list? I love this. Um, oh, the, you got the Samsung curved uh, display phone. I, I didn't realize this hadn't come out yet. Yeah, it's launched on November fourteenth um, in the U.S. I'm interested. I want to actually just go to the store and see see this device in action. It it kind of has. It looks like it has a stylus, much like the Note. Mm-hmm. Um, but the one side of the screen is actually like beveled almost like a piece of quarter round like you put on your between the floor and the wall and it actually allows for a user interface so from the home screen obviously you can have some icons on there that that give you quick links to different apps like your camera or your browser mail contacts things of that nature so it's going to move that icon off your home screen right and potentially give you additional icon space for quick launching of apps but i'm interested to see how other people start to use this for menuing so is could this potentially spawn an interesting user interface in a multitude of apps that would be tailored to this single device i think what's going to drive that is how well the device sells uh, it's uh, i mean that's kind of like the samsung we're going to have our own apps philosophy too isn't it you know, which I'm interested to hear because I read a blurb that I don't have a lot of information on, but the blurb was around Google not supporting Samsung Knox, which is their security containerization, yeah. which is big for government and, and financial institutions and whatnot for apps, um, which makes me believe that Google has something of their own up their sleeve. But it, it, I'm interested to see how what the adoption rate is. And how many people, obviously Samsung has a lot of the user population. I'm interested to see how they can play on this piece of user interface and user experience. Hmm. I mean, to me, to me, it just makes the device that much cooler. Think about it. Think about you. If you move, you move the volume up and down to that bar or you move the trying to think what else you do. So all your sub menus for Twitter, like 
I could just see it being very useful to give you more screen real estate on the main screen. People are going to be, have to be a little more creative with it too. So. Yeah. Hmm. And then last but not least, there's an, there's an update coming to the Nest, which we haven't seen to me a real update for the Nest thermostat in quite some time. And I actually had to, unfortunately, I need to actually box it up and return it. I had to take my Nest Protect down. Um, but the Nest thermostat, they're giving it a UI improvement. It seems like they're, it's, it's interesting. They're changing the, the kind of single, single adjust the temperature interface and they're giving you the ability to check the temperature outside. Um, they're, they're doing a lot more with it. So I'm, I'm excited. I, I actually checked when I got home, my device had not updated yet. Mm -hmm. um, but I am awaiting that update. For my nest looks nice looks nice. i'm still i'm still considering this this is on the uh, be nice be nice list i need to do the thing where i where i send the picture and find out if, if my my setup here is even compatible with it i'm sure your i'm guessing yours would be if mine is mm -hmm. i can't imagine yours isn't. i'm still on the old school steam based heat furnace huge radiators You've seen the beast that I have. You got a tip of the week again from the big G, it looks like. Yeah, um, it's the thing that might actually keep me on Chrome. One of the things that I've been having an issue with with Chrome, not only is it a battery hog and not 64-bit on Mac OS, um, they came out with a new bookmark manager that actually worked really well. Um, and thank you, because I, 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 I saw a thing about this, and then I never found the link again to, to figure out how to install it. <laughs> It's right in the it's right in the Chrome plugin store or whatever you want to call it. Um, installed right away, it was easy to use. Obviously, then synced across all my devices. Um, I really I really like it. Um, it's gonna be it's gonna help me with managing to me in a in a more modern interface um, for bookmark management. I really was not happy with with their their default bookmark manager um the other thing that they do is obviously in google fashion you can auto your folders um and it will kind of automatically organize them in different views oh, so like you can like uh, like start you, you start all your links and it like much like gmail does now or or google inbox is doing it's going to funnel you know look at and funnel it into these categories Yes, that seems like because like the stuff I'm going to link is going to just drop in the two categories. It feels like to me, it's like you're going to have a tech category. You're going to have a sports category for all the wrestling stuff. That's it. Well, look, mine went to for to Android blog, Firefox, um, iPhone geek, wallpaper. So I don't know. I got a lot more than just like that nice. high level tech. Actually, I, broke it to me. It seems to have broken it down to another layer. Mm -hmm. I, I've loaded. It, I just loaded here on my on my MacBook here, and it is kind of nice. Like it is, like it's it's a little more animated to it. It is a little more visual way for me to look at what's going on. It's got my folders that I've already kind of kind of worked out here. Um, yeah, I kind of like the more visual. Not everything though has like. Um, anything visual to show like not everything is pulling photos you know when I think that's something 
Let's see here. No, no. I think it depends on the website. It's almost like the issue we ran into back when we were trying to use Flipboard. Mm -hmm. when it seems like it's trying to pull something from there if it can, but if it can't. Yeah, I mean, ideally, it should be pulling kind of a featured image, right? Um, because if you're in WordPress right. or if you're on, on Squarespace or something, it says these, this is the featured image. This is like the image that should show up if you put this link like in Facebook and it wants an image. Here's the image it should show, right? Um, mm -hmm. And that doesn't always work. Like, why is this... Uh, yeah, like why is it why are these a couple of these pulling low res versions of images like super super low res versions of images but but the majority of them are just colored backgrounds so at least there's like something nice there when there's when sites aren't playing nice but the, the sites that are playing that just doesn't look good so i don't know and, and i, I you could I like because you can add descriptions to your folders. You can mm -hmm. I haven't I haven't figured out why the button's gray. Um, but there's actually an ability. To, oh, please wait while we save your folder to the server. Um, so you can share a folder. Hmm. So if you have bookmarks, you want oh, to share. That could be nice. People. So that that could be nice for because um, I'm I'm trying to look for ways for uh, like other people to kind of pitch in for the podcast and say, oh, this is how you do it, da 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 da. Like I go through a series of okay, we gotta go to this site, go to this site, go to this site, upload or update or you know whatever it is. It'll be nice to be like, here, here's this, and oh, hey, we're adding things to Spreaker now, for instance, right? Here's a link to this, you know, um, like that that could be an interesting project management kind of thinking. So, I like it. I like it. I want to play with this obviously, a little bit. Obviously, in, in good old Google fashion, they have a very nice search feature. So, mm -hmm. if you don't remember what folder or where you put something, um, you can obviously search all your bookmarks, not just by name and URL, but I think by some of the content. And, you know, I um, always have the problem that I bookmark something. Like, sometimes I'll go through there and I bookmark something like ages ago. Oh, yeah, this is something I want to check out and get back to. Never do. Never do. Mm -hmm. I use Delicious for the longest time. I use Pocket. I've never, like, I have an item to, like, hey, go see what's in your pocket. I don't have time to sit down and read that long Polygon or Verge article that I wanted to read, like, three weeks ago. You know, um, th this is kind of a, a, a personal management problem for me, I guess, is the, well, I marked the thing because I can put it on my mind now so I can get back to that thing I was getting to. And now it's, like, it's 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 in a storage, you know. It's like my it's my personal storage, and there's going to be a storage wars on my bookmarks somewhere along the line. It, I actually use Pocket primarily, actually, for curating content for this show. Mm -hmm. So that's that's my primary entries yeah. for Pocket. Are oh, this would this would go good on AwesomeCast. I, I don't want to bookmark it here because maybe it's not going to show up over there. Yeah, or I'll just end yeah. up losing it. So that's that's where I'm using Pocket. I'm using it to curate content for different tasks. Yeah, and, I almost expect. And I'm already content. I'm already tweeting that stuff out because I want to put it out on Twitter and Facebook and see if anybody else has any commentary that maybe we want to include. Not that we get a lot of it, but um, but you know, I I I feel like it's like, hey, this is something that we're interested in. You know, hey, this is something we're interested in for anybody that follows the podcast account. You'd be like, hey, this is what's on our mind. You know. Um, versus, and, and, and I do use it to kind of, uh, curate, I'm curating a little bit of research for a documentary project. Um, for instance, it's been really kind of nice for that too. So, but awesome. Awesome.
All right. On that note, uh, we'll get some more uh, news stories and, and other little uh, some some fun stuff. Some fun stuff. Nintendo wants to watch you sleep for science, for instance. Uh, so we're going <laughs> to touch on what's going on there and some other stuff going on from uh, some locals. Um, I need to move to a different part of the dock. But in the meantime, hey, guys, go check out SliceOnBroadway.com. These guys have been supporting us for several months now. Chill, you're missing it tonight. You're missing it, but that's okay because then we it, tonight it's been birthday pizza for Missy. She's over there. Hi, mm-hmm. Missy. She's on the couch. She's waving at me. It's her birthday. Everybody say happy birthday, happy Missy. Birthday. Tell her on the Twitter. Is she, ha- she eating birthday pizza? She's eating. She was eating birthday. Oh wait, what's that? What's that? I was eating birthday pizza. Now I'm eating birthday timbits. Birthday timbits. Birthday pizza. She has her birthday balloon. She has birthday. She has a birthday puppy. And a birthday um, kitty, and, a birthday kitty, and uh, so she's she's doing good. But, but 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 part of part of all of that is from our friends at Slice on Broadway. <laughs> See, bring it back around, right? Um, they're a, a great joint up here in the South Hills of Pittsburgh, and Beach View, uh, right along the tracks, along the T line. If you if you commute on the T, you're already passing it every day. Get off that T and have some pizza. And the tea stops right there. Uh, the tea stops right there. Like it's right in front of the building, directly in front of the building. You can't miss it. Um, and they have a second location over at Carnegie PA. Uh, you can see that see that uh, exit right over there on the parkway. Uh, if you're heading out to the airport or anything. Down on Main Street, great gourmet pizza. Oh, my God, look at that. We, we only get a pepperoni pizza here on Tuesdays. But, man, those Supremes, uh, the Gonzo. All kinds of great stuff. Follow their. Uh, apparently, it's Daddy's Day. It was Daddy's Day off day, and they were having the kids make the pizza the other day on Instagram. So go check that out on Facebook, on Twitter. Let them know the awesome cast sent you. Let them know you heard about it on the awesome cast, and you wish you were in Pittsburgh. Uh, for making you hungry with these images. No, that's just the front of the thing. It's gonna come back around. It's okay. There it is. There it is. Look at it. Get hungry if you're on the video. Or imagine that you're on the video and go on sliceonbroadway.com if you're unless you're driving. If you're driving and listening on Stitcher, don't, don't just wait for later. Just it can wait. It's okay. Uh, but please do it. Um so go check them out. Sliceonbroadway.com. So we got a lot of other stuff going on here. Uh like I said, Nintendo's in the news. We actually got a little bit of video game news. More we're gonna get on the tech side of it. The guys over on Boss Battle can talk about it if they want to. Uh but right now for instance uh, nintendo like i said wants to watch you sleep for science you know we had uh some news they, they announced actually oddly at e3 that they were going to have was it a sleep monitor or a pedometer i think it was actually um that, that they had originally talked about so i don't know i haven't i haven't dove much into this but but some of the conversation about nintendo um really kind of reaching out to a, definitely a different market, right? Um, Nintendo's notoriously kind of described themselves as a toy company uh, with their characters, with their video games. And that's why, you know, one of the reasons where they kind of, you know, very bullish on we're not going to get rid of our, our, our console business. But uh, they, they're, they're, they're uh, going to be putting out a forthcoming quality of life sensor meant to sit next to the user's bed during sleep. Overnight, the product will visually record movements of your body, breathing, and heartbeat, then upload resulting data to Nintendo's cloud servers so that 
A corresponding app can analyze your sleep and offer suggestions for better rest in the future. This is so they're taking on Fitbit, Apple, you know, everything in this. In this, is this just like Nintendo kind of um, reaching out beyond video games? Maybe they're realizing maybe they should try a different industry. They are a bit of a technology company on top of video games, right? Yeah, I'm. I don't. I would rather have something measuring my movements that's on my wrist than sending out some kind of gamma radiation to monitor my sleep stats. And gamma radiation is not serious, but it's radio frequency sensor. I, I don't know. And, and why? <laughs> like, I, I understand that, yes, they probably should branch out, this would not be where I would go. With. It's a surprising way. Um, I mean, they're they're actually partnered with uh, other medical device firms like ResMed um, on this project. Uh, they also explained why they explained why the Weave Vitality sensor, which I think is the thing I was remembering from from E three, never made it to market. They said that the you know, the you know health companion device like this uh you know they work better when users didn't have to wear touch or operate them so they're taking another view at this you know mm-hmm. we talk about wearable computers and, and they're getting all this data that we get to you know put on our phones but they're saying it doesn't work how many times have you heard somebody say yeah i forget to put my fitbit on i know i've heard it from from a few people uh in our circles you know uh, mm-hmm. that's why i mean for me i think it's it's nice when you have that wrist one that can just be there, you know, and doesn't need charged every night like the Fitbit that 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 Missy has. Like like she has it on all the time, you know. Versus when we're looking at these Apple watches and these other ones that do even uh, I forget the the Microsoft Band. I think they they said you can wear for forty eight hours. That still seems like too much. Yeah, or you were saying it seems like too much or not enough. Were you were you four days? I mean, say she can wear hers for four days. No, I'm saying it's not enough because it, it, the more, the more, the more times that you have to take that thing off, put it on a charger overnight, especially if it's something that's supposed to uh, uh, take a look at your sleep. Um, that's that's more chances that you're not going to put it back on and, and continue to participate in that data collection. That that's, I would agree with that. So I mean, and that's why I think like. Like taking your Apple Watch off at the end of the day, putting it on a thing. I don't. I don't know. But then again, I'm not a watch person. You know. Uh, I, I almost feel like those devices should have some kind of lightweight, long tether where I could plug it in while it's on my wrist while I'm at my desk. Mm-hmm. Like some kind of high speed, quick charge, which we know is out there. Right? Motorola is doing it. Samsung's doing it. Apple's doing it. Uh, a high speed, higher, higher rate charge where I could say it charges in a half an hour. We all probably sit at least at the desk for a half an hour a day or primarily the people that use those technologies um, where it would not necessarily get in the way of typing or something of that nature where, where you could quickly charge it. Um, that's where I would see. Yeah, I, I just I agree with you. Um, charging it overnight while trying to, is obviously you're going to lose all that sleep data. Um, I, I just don't know. Like maybe maybe one day they'll get to the point where 
they came out with a vitality sensor and a sleep sensor. You, you can't play Wii until you have enough sleep and you've moved around enough. Wow. Um, all right, we got a couple other things here. Uh, let's talk. Oh, oh okay. First, I I had I kind of got a got a kick out of this. This is a Indiegogo. Um, I only got twenty five days left. I could do something, but it's called Faux Glass. It's for all those people that don't want their Google Glass, but they do want to kind of look cool. You can. Oh, I'm on the wrong thing. I'm, I'm on the wrong computer. I'm sorry. Um, but here I'll pull up the video. Uh, it's, 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 it's a good bit cheaper. It, it, it looks a little bit like a uh, Google glass. If you just had uh, multiple, uh, colored lights on it. Uh, so if you, it, that's it, it's kind of a joke. Um, but apparently they are doing a full on, uh, Indiegogo for this as well. So you can go check it out, uh, over there and F A U X glass. So. I say only I did say only twenty dollars I think. Yes, and they're at eight hundred and fifty six of their five thousand dollars. And they got some tremendous oh. videos of of people wearing them. It just lights up. That's it. You want to look awkward? I wanted to use it as part of a costume or something. I and not have the real thing. Uh, I. It's rather humorous. Mm-hmm. Oh well. Um, so yeah, you can check that out. Um, we also have, you have, well, we have new Fitbits. No, that wasn't yours. Um, so I, we had a year ago, they had the, uh, Fitbit force, I believe it was flex force. And there was a force and they were the ones that, uh, everybody had a problem with the bands and that was it there really, was nickel in them or something? Yeah, there was something like that. Yeah, um, I'm actually having trouble with the link. Oh, there they are. Um, so we have a new one. The new ones uh, coming out. Uh, these ones actually, I, I think they started doing a little bit with the with the ones last year. But these ones actually have the time. They have a little more readout display. Um, you get they're the Fitbit charges, um, and you get you get notifications actually from your phone um, notifications as in like you get texts and calls. And I don't think it goes too much further out from that. Um, also, I think GPS is in these ones uh, as well as elevation. So it's not just like you stepped, you know, it can tell you stepped up, you're climbing a hill, you're climbing stairs, you know, something like that. Um, this is a hundred and I think $40 device uh, we were kind of discussing it here, and my kind of question was, why would you snag something like this? Uh, I, I don't know. I guess it's kind of more on on the fitness wise, but why would you get something like this that does the fitness plus the notifications when you have Apple Watch coming next year? So, so you as an Apple user, uh, I, uh, different price point to me. Okay, hundred thirty, hundred thirty. That's true. Right now, hundred and fifty next year, which is even lower cheaper than the Microsoft band. Mm-hmm. The other thing that where I think they've started to, to crack the the battery problems with these devices, they're, I think, is it seven days? They're full week. They're full week? Band. Yeah, they're, they're yeah. saying full week on the new one. So, I, I mean, to me, those are two things that you're not going to get 
out of both the Microsoft or, or Apple they're, Watch. They're very different, very different devices. And then, then my other question was, like, what are you going to do? Like, wear your Fitbit alongside an Apple Watch? Because you're going to get different things out of each of them. You're wearing the Apple Watch because you want to interface with notifications, etc. You're going to wear your uh, Fitbit because you want Fitbit-type things. Missy has a comment. I don't really have a mic on you, but you're over there. I'm over here. Yeah. Um, my, my comment is pretty much, I'm a Fitbit user right now. Mm-hmm. And which one do you have? I have the uh, Flex. The Flex, which is just the band. It's got a little, you know, yeah, it's, got a it's, little, got, it's got a little computer. In it's there. got a little tracker that goes in it, but I can get it. I, I can shower. I can swim. I can do water activities. It's water resistant, mm-hmm. um, which I like because I can literally put it on. And the only time I take it off is when and I And I, I think that's important, too, that you, you don't think about it. You can put it in the shower. Like, that, like it's raining while you're jogging. You're, you're not concerned with it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, myself. I'm excited about the the new options that they have, and I would much rather have one of those than the Apple Watch. Mm. As far as the fitness side, right? Yeah, because the the fitness side on this, I love the fact that it it checks um, the the one version of it, your heart rate. Mm -hmm. Um, So you have your heart rate, you have your, um, you know, basic information. It does the elevation, so it's it's more of a, a health tracker. I don't need to have something to have my notifications because I don't use technology the same way that other people do. Um, like I'm sitting there at work, I have my phone plugged in at my desk computer. So it's like literally sitting there in front of me. If somebody's texting me, you know, I can, I can get a chance to check texts throughout the day periodically, but it's not something that I am actively involved with throughout the day. I don't need that. Plus for the price point, I would much rather pay, you know, $150, for for this than three hundred dollars for a watch there is a watch I, I didn't realize this there is a watch ish version that is coming out from them um, well i think that's the one that has the the heart rate monitor in it, is it? yeah i think they call that, it that's that like a 250 price point but still i mean you're still that's you're still bad. well under what we're probably going to be seeing as an as an apple watch yeah, and a little more than what you're seeing out of Pebble or a Google Watch. But and, maybe... and and the point is, it looks like to me, it seems like it's a Pebble type thing, and but added on the specialty of the um, um, the fitness, you know, mm-hmm. like like they they perfected the fitness versus a lot of other people. You know, uh, I don't think anything Apple puts out fitness wise is going to probably match something Fitbit does. For instance, but um, but yeah, the, so so they're working they're working the other way, you know. They're working from we're good at the fitness thing, and we're working over to the and you'll get notifications as a smartwatch, da 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 da. Versus uh, Apple is working from there. We're really good at the mobile mobile, you know. Uh, now we're gonna make it a watch, and it's gonna interface with this thing, and there's some fitness stuff on there. You might want to wait uh, iteration or two before you're really really depending on that fitness. You know, or, or it's a, it says here too. They've they've cracked the the issue, or they've unlocked the secret to automatic sleep tracking. Ooh! These are remembering to tell your Fitbit when when it's bedtime or over. So they must have figured out ways to automate that process and figure out based on time, maybe time of day, motion, movement. Then you have uh, then you have things versus a horizontal. Then you have things like what was what was uh, introduced this week, like the Microsoft Band, uh, which I don't think anybody wants this. 
Um, Chachi, you talking? Cross wants it. What's that? Cross wants uh, it. And I, saw some, so. I saw some people that I'm Facebook friends with. Get it. They look it interesting, but again, like you know, Chachi talked about the idea of putting a glass, you know, putting a screen in his in his in his arm. Looking at uh, some of this, this it kind of looks like that. Looking at the the inside of this girl's arm, like that, like that could be it. Like there's your wrist, you know, and there you have your you have your notes in there, and it, it does interface with uh, looks like every phone, you know, every major smartphone, which is kind of nice. Microsoft's smart about that. They're not saying, hey, you have to use a Microsoft phone that nobody has, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I know there, I know there's more and more, and, and I think I think uh, honestly, I think Microsoft phone is going to become give it another couple of years. Um, they're not going to be on par, but I think they're going to have a significant mind share of the audience as, um, to, to me, it feels like general people, uh, Android's too complicated. Um, and some of them, uh, Apple is too. And it feels like this, this might work out better for people. But, and I totally agree with that comment, keeping real, realizing that people are on it, usually a minimum of a two year, cycle on phone mm-hmm. uh, i'm surprised at it, the it, number of people i'm seeing leave bigger android devices for the iphone and we've seen and and, and 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 the windows phone has gotten pretty pretty good within the last like year and a half so that yeah, cycle their, is about their there catalog has grown by leaps and bounds in fact i've got to put a note on here about they've recently come to an agreement with Dropbox. Mm-hmm. So there will be an official Dropbox app. They've gotten Instagram recently. A lot of games are launching at the same time. Um, they now have Cortana, which will probably give them the cool factor, um, which is their their um, voice activation uh, type stuff. So I, I think I think they they can definitely make a move, and I think it the, the it's not over for anyone at this point other than blackberry yeah yeah exactly i don't know they still have security i mean consumer wise blackberry is is nowhere except for kim kardashian uh buying like five (laughs) phones of a like one they don't even make anymore i don't think so So, um but good you know as far as the like you had the question here why are they integrating dropbox when they just announced the OneDrive unlimited thing it's just open it's like people they want people to make sure their platforms work there you know, just so you don't have a reason not to get a Windows phone at this point. Well, I, I guess I, my, my question more along the lines was, so I, I, the first article I posted was that Microsoft put direct Dropbox integration into the Office apps. Mm-hmm. So if you're using Word and, and other apps, they have directly in the app you have you can add your Dropbox account and That's it'll cool. then let you um, use that as almost like a foldering system within the Office app. Okay. Um, I wonder if that wasn't a to get out of some kind of potential collusion or with, or are we going to start hearing that that Microsoft's not being fair in a singling area companies out? Or are they, they going to purchase Dropbox? I, I find it hard to believe they yeah. purchase Dropbox. They, yeah. have, they have, they can do everything do Dropbox does yeah. at, at larger scale. Um, but one of the things that, that was talked about in another article that I read later on this afternoon after this announcement was Dropbox then announced that they were going to come out with an official app 
for Windows Phone. So I wonder if it was some one of these things where Microsoft says, hey, you guys, can you, can you create an app? And they said, well, we'll create an app if you put Dropbox integration and, and API calls in your office packages. So it was it was kind of both sides playing together, which I'm not. You're not seeing this out of out of Apple and Google. Um, Microsoft's trying to go everywhere. Google's a little bit trying to go everywhere that isn't a Microsoft platform, and Apple's just kind of staying in their their own garden. All right, I want to touch on one more thing uh, before we get out of here. Uh, Actually, two more things. One, hey, I visited the Microsoft kiosk at the Ross Park Mall. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, I was just like, this is it. <laughs> this is it. You know, I expected more. Although I finally got to play Xbox One. It's the first time I got my hands on it. And then even like the Microsoft employee was just like, hey, you want to play? I'm like, yeah, I'm down. You know, I already got a match in. I kind of knew my way around a little bit. I think he let me win, you know. Um, but it was just like, yeah, two Xboxes hooked up uh two surfaces uh, a phone or two around uh there were ads for the band that's it it's like i really really so i don't know and, and i saw there weren't many bands to be had and from what i'm hearing too there's not many surface threes to be had so wow you they didn't create many yeah, or but it's just there. A, a lot of people were buying them. i really think they just they they they're just making them to get the buzz so people started mm-hmm. looking at Windows again, you know, like they I don't think anybody's I don't think they're going to they're expecting the bankroll anything on surfaces or bands, but they're a thing that they're doing uh, like it's their version of Google's moonshots, I guess, is like products, products, products. The, the Surface 3 to me is if I was in the in the market for a laptop, I would seriously look at it. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've been comparing it. I've been trying to compare it to like a Mac, uh, MacBook Air to see like, you know, what's the better option between the two of these. But hey, one more thing, Um, Internet Archive. I love the thing. You can go check out if you made a website ten years ago. You're kind of curious. Go back there. I found my website from like 2001. I I tweeted it last week. Um, If you pop in there, I think it was under SirPsychoSexy.net. Have fun, kids. there's a reason I didn't stay with design. Uh, but <laughs> if you go there, this is a story that's been going around. And I actually stumbled on it. I don't know what, how I found this. Um, but I have Chachi, and I think I think he said he already knew about this. But if you go on there, there's a lot of video games on there. Um, and I think we looked at an early version of like this JavaScript emulator that they're starting to put a couple of things in there. Um and uh, now there has been going around about their ni- over 900 classic arcade games that you can play online, JavaScript emulator, I believe. Um, and and it's, it's a lot of stuff. Like there's like Pac-Man, there's Sega games in there. Uh, Street Fighter 2 is a part of this. Um, Star Trek is a game in here. This is awesome. Uh, Internet Archive, it, it, it's pretty cool because you can go in there and actually find a lot of uh, open source, not open source, but public domain stuff. Um, if you're a podcaster, you can put your podcast in there. And now your podcast is being stored somewhere that should be perpetually, you know, uh, uh, kind of go on. We found old uh, public domain, uh, uh, you know, 
steel mill footage when we were looking at stuff at the old job. Uh, but and now video games um, seem to work pretty okay. Um, and they say, you know, if you have any, you know, you know, any glitches or anything, let them know. Of course, there is a, a lot of other old software in here. Like uh, just looking at the, the the page for software, um, I was having fun kind of poking around here, and they actually have uh, let's see, old school emulation center. So that's like you know the the games and stuff they're talking about. Um, they have cataloged over 450,000 different software images and sets consisting of over three terabytes of software, firmware, and resources. That's it. But that's a lot of floppies. It's a whole lot of floppies. Mm-hmm. The CD are you have old games like Paperboy mm-hmm. and Outrun. Things uh, that things that we're not talking are heavy video. They're, exactly. I mean, they're, they're side scrollers and exactly. a lot of repetitive Jeez. type data. They, I mean, a lot of these games I want to go play. I mean, even old Atari games, Kung Fu Master, I remember playing mm-hmm. the pizza shop, waiting mm-hmm. for pizzas. Uh, so they got a CD archive collecting thousands of shareware and cover CD-ROMs uh, from the heyday of CD-ROM, late 1980s to mid-2000s. Uh, provides ISO images as well as links inside these collections of software. That's awesome. So you can go get like the original knee-deep-in-the-dead shareware doom, for instance, on here. Um, to do what? I don't know. Oh, you, you almost need a DOS emulator in order for that to work too. They have so much cool stuff on here. Uh, so go check that out. If you go to the uh, archive.org, there's the internet archive right across the top of their sparsely designed, uh, uh, site. Uh, let's see if I can go. The three stooges is the top one here. Uh, let's see if I can load that up on this, this kind of older computer here. So you pop in here and, uh, they got a little kind of display. Oh, this looks like an exciting game. Uh, you hit run for in-browser emulation. We'll see if this browser is updated enough to do that. Maybe, maybe, uh, maybe. I should have preloaded this, huh? Uh, because it basically has to download the game. Not that these games are really that big in the long run. So, oh, here you go. And it's actually kind of running like a version of MAME. Hit space. It's fetching the BIOS, loading it up. You go. You can go full screen. Not that that always has really great results, it seems. But, uh, yeah, you could lose a lot of time on this, probably. I wonder if they have those, like, old Ninja Turtles. And I got the Three Stooges! There you go. They returned the Jedi from the Atari. I mean, it's, this could be hours Ooh. of wasted time. Messed that up. I pulled up help. I wasn't sure what the buttons were. Anyways, so go check that out. Archive.org. Chilla! We got some stuff uh, coming up here. I know uh, Dutters just signed up for the fourth annual startup job fair that's coming up on November 20th. Um, and if you want more information, uh, go to meetup.com and uh, look up the fourth annual startup job fair here in Pittsburgh over at Carnegie Mellon University. So if you want a cool job with some cool startups, uh, that'll be a good place to start. Um, also, I think I got some other stuff here. Uh, Life Shell, I think they're still kicking on Kickstarter, or at least they're close to. No, oh, never mind. They're not around anymore. Uh, Jagoff.com. Uh, you go over there, uh, sign up for the position to get Jagoff into the Webster's Dictionary so you can finally use it in that Words with Friends game that you've been playing. Um, so, uh, Jagoff.com. And of course, PodCamp Pittsburgh. 
podcamppittsburgh.com uh, coming up November 22nd through 23rd. It's free. It's about social media. It's about podcasting. Um, it'll be streamed live live online as well. Um, do we do we announce our keynote? Not officially yet. Not officially. You'll like them. You'll like them. Um, also, Wireless Warrington is doing their launch party with MetaMesh November 13th. Remember, we talked about them when Josh Lucas was in here from the hardware store. And uh, again, go look up hashtag Wireless Warrington if you're interested in that. If uh, you're around the Pittsburgh area over at meetup.com. Uh, Chilla, do you have anything you want to bring up before we get out of here? Um, Apple will be releasing a new OS soon based on their beta launch today. And HomeKit, keep your eyes out for that because chips, wireless chips began shipping to manufacturers. So nice. Wonder if it'll, I wonder if we'll see some hidden hidden items before Christmas. Nice. That's all I Alrighty. Uh, with that, hey guys, thanks for joining us. Uh, you can find out more, find out our past episodes, find out links that we like over at awesomecast.net and still click on Extra Life and donate to that. Go check out uh, that in the live stream or the, the, the time lapse of the 24-hour stream we did uh, for, for Extra Life for St. Vincent's Children's Hospital up in Erie, PA. You can also follow us on the Twitters at, at AwesomeCast. Find AwesomeCast on Google Plus, on Facebook, um you can also thank missy sorg it's her birthday and she still did those for us to fill in at she's Re- awesome at rebellious flaw on the twitters thank you for that she's been tweeting it all night thank you for everybody joining us in the chat room tonight uh including buddy juggler john brother sorg hot wheels mad mike and yes even you chachi over at live.sorgatronmedia.com you can drop in there about 6 30 p.m eastern time on tuesday nights uh, we could be wrapping up talking about movies. We could be starting off on time. It goes either way. We're actually running a little late into the video game show right now, but we'll work on that. Um, and you can also subscribe to us. Look for the awesome cast on iTunes, on uh, uh, Spreaker, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and of course YouTube as well. Uh, so you don't miss an episode and, and help other people find it just from participating. Uh, so with that, after we've talked about all of the Google at Chilla on the Twitters, that's me. That's him. That's where I'll be. Hit him up. If you want to talk about the Google or the Microsoft, and I'm at Sorgatron as well. Sorgatron.com is the blog. I got a daily, uh, daily ish podcast. I didn't do one this morning cause I was traveling. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to my, my five listeners. I'm sorry. Uh, so with that, thank you to our awesome chat room. You've been our awesome audience. Have an awesome week. This show is a member of the Sorgatron Media Podcast Network. Find out more at sorgatronmedia.com. Do you like professional wrestling? Want your discussions? No holds barred. Check out WrestlingMayhemShow.com for all the wrestling podcast flavor you can handle.